Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Consider the thought of seed time. As we have made mention from the book of Genesis in chapter 8, verse 22, that as long as the earth remains, we're going to have seed time, meaning that there's going to be the planting, the sowing, there's going to be the reaping, the harvesting. And if you just take that one little simple concept and go back to the book of Genesis in the very beginning when God created the heavens and the earth and uh, he created everything. He created everything to be good. And when I say he created everything, I'm talking about uh, from Genesis uh, chapter 1 from verse uh, 2 onward uh, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Of course, uh, at some point, God created uh, Lucifer, all the angels, all the host of heaven themselves. And at some point in time, man was not there yet, or as far as we know, Adam. But then, uh, Lucifer fell. When he fell in his rebellion, he brought in... Uh, disobedience. He brought in all kinds of things that were negative into the kingdom of God. And we are going to use the concept and the term or the thought. He brought in spiritual separation. When he rebelled, when he was disobedient, uh, death was brought in. Not physical death that, uh, per se, but we're talking spiritual death. Spiritual death meaning separation from God that's going to take place at the judgment seat of Christ, uh, the great white throne judgment, where man is separated, or the angels uh, that fell, are separated forever and ever and ever from the presence of God. Of course, you know, not a lot of people are going to accept or agree with the thought of, a, of an actual hell or an actual lake of fire, but let's say the, the scripture is correct and there is a hell, there is a lake of fire. Well, that's going to be the second death according to the book of Revelation. So death already existed per se in that concept. But let's look at something else now. Let's say death entered into the cosmos, the, the social order beginning with Adam onward. And we're going to say this is both a spiritual death and uh, also physical death, where man's body physically died. But in order for it to die, a spiritual separation had to take place. Definition of death is to separate the physical body from the human spirit, according to the book of James in chapter 2, just as faith is dead without uh, uh, our faith is dead without works, so the human physical body is dead without the spirit. So death entered into the known cosmos. How do we know this? Because the scripture says it. Let's look at uh, what we had made mention yesterday first to tie this together. In John fifteen three thirteen, it says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We had made mention that uh, it's covenant talk, 
God called uh, Abraham his friend, or Abraham was called the friend of God. There was a covenant between them. Jonathan and David were friends. There, there were there was a covenant between. It's more than just a term of endearment. This is my friend, but they were in covenant with one another. Well, the the Bible says, "Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life." Uh, to lay down your life means that you're you're gonna give it up through the process of death. There's gonna be some type of a separation that is going to take place. And of course, uh, when a covenant was cut, the animals that were sacrificed, they didn't imaginarily die. They physically died. They were separated from whatever life that they had. And that was the end of that. Well, when we go to Romans in chapter 5, starting with verse 6, it says, When we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were without strength because there was no ability in us. There was no, there was no way or, 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 or possible way uh, morally for us to be able to uh, meet God's standard or come uh, to him. So in due time, meaning when Jesus was born and, and grew uh, in the flesh here upon this earth and then went to the cross, he died for the ungodly. It says in verse number 7, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet pre-adventure, pre uh, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But Christ didn't come to die for the good men or for the righteous. He came to die for all the ungodly. That was every single one of us. And it says, but God commandeth, that's verse number 8, his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse number 9, much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. So there is a wrath that is coming. For if when we were enemies, we were considered enemies of God because we were sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled shall we be saved by his life. Now here's the concept. In the book of Genesis, in chapter number 2, Adam is told about the tree of life, but he's also told about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then he's told about all the other trees. He said, uh, of all the trees that are in the garden, you can eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you cannot eat. For in the day that you do eat of that tree, you are going to die. Now, the concept is already introduced. And we see it in the scripture. That we have life and death introduced as something that is going to be a law of first mentioned 
in the book of Genesis for us, for us who are humanoid, mankind, descendants of Adam, that God tells them that you will, uh, when after he was formed out of the dust of the ground, and God breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul, the Lord planted the garden, and he put Adam in that garden, and the Lord told him in chapter 2, verse number 9, and out of the ground the Lord God made, uh, the Lord God made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight. So every tree was pleasant to the sight. Every tree was pleasant to the sight, including the tree of life. Adam and Eve, and especially Eve, thought that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was pleasant to her sight also. We see this in chapter 3. But let's 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 continue back to the thought of of uh, life and death. It says, and that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, the trees are mentioned in three groups: the ones that are going to be food, the one that is going to provide life. And then the one that is going to provide death or will allow death, physical death to enter in and ultimately spiritual death uh, to take place. The scripture says, as we look at it and we were to read in uh, chapter number three, when Eve looked at the tree in chapter three and we look at verse number six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, Remember, every tree was good for food, but one tree was prohibited. It didn't matter how good it looked, it was prohibited. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. So she took of the fruit of the tree. Now, getting back to where we were when man was placed in the garden and God told him, He said, in verse number uh, 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may eat freely. So that means he could have eaten freely of the tree of knowledge, uh, I mean, a tree of, of life, any time. But it says in verse 17, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Yet Adam still lived about another close to uh, 900 to uh, plus years before he physically died after having eaten of the tree. So death entered in. But yet life was present at the time. The tree of life was present as a choice. But the choice that they made was to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of course, on that day when they both ate, they both died. But physically, their bodies continued to live and live and live and live for hundreds and hundreds of years before they physically expired. 
Now, the reason I am making mention of this is because Jesus had to plant himself or be planted into this earth, into God's garden, so that he could bring forth a new type of plant and bring forth fruit. The the cross was the instrument that was going to be used. He was godly. He was holy. He was perfect. And yet death came and invaded his physical body. And Jesus' spirit was separated from his physical body. And Jesus died. But God had already promised that his physical body would not see corruption, meaning it would not decay. And God would one day, after he had been buried for three days and night, his spirit would return back into that physical body and that body would be glorified. A new, a new, a new plant would be the result of that. Now, when we stop and think about what God did in raising Christ Jesus from the dead, we have to stop and think about what he is doing in us. Since death has entered into this world and also uh, Jesus, the tree of life, now for us, we are given the opportunity on a daily basis of which tree are we going to eat? Of which tree are we going to partake? Are we going to eat of the tree of life for food? Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, then, you know, you're going to have life. That That's talking about covenant talk. That's talking about being joined with him in a perfect union. A union that, that provides uh, for us everything that we need. But there's so much to cover, and I see our time is already running out. But consider this, every single day we're given the opportunity to partake of the tree of life or partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life is where we truly receive life in Christ. The tree of death is where we decide we don't want to partake of the tree of life. And our decisions are contrary to the word of God. What happens then? Seeds are sown. And each seed is going to bring after its own kind. And having run out of time here this morning, consider this. That when the scripture says that Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. He didn't wait until we made the choice. He died before we even had the opportunity to the, make the choice. So that when the choice was presented to us, we could make the right one. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow as we continue along these lines of thought and thinking. But until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.